Coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk to a couple of Second Amendment radio hosts, review gear, and discuss family vacations. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And I cannot start the show without the 900 horsepower man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith is in the house. Big Keith, how are we doing tonight? That was good. Thank you. That gave me a little chuckle. I needed that. I appreciate it. No worries, man. I'm, I'm, I'm liking these, uh, you know, these uh, little intros again. Getting back. <laughs> I mean, Still Sizzle the Steak is probably probably one of the be- best ones you've had. Yeah, well, you know, it's tough to keep coming up with them. But yeah. why? for those that are new listeners, Keith, why are you the 900 horsepower man? Uh, well, I, I have a 900 horsepower Mustang. Yes, you do. Um, and uh, you know, I know you do because every time you fire it up, I hear it from 30 houses down. Yeah, some neighbors say it shakes the uh, the dishes in their in their <laughs> kitchen. I, I give them a two minute warning though when I start it up now. <laughs> Is it true you scared someone on the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they. I think the comment was, "Why, why am I always on the bathroom every time he starts that car?" <laughs> so, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be here. Oh, oh I'm all right now that I'm here. Okay. Is, is that because I always say I'm all right? Yeah. But today I'm really all right now that I'm here recording. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, it's been a good day. You know, I uh, spent some time with the family, got some editing done on some of the episodes we'd recorded prior. And I, I heard you're doing some work on the new studio. I am. There are some walls. Yeah. I can say that. So there's uh, one more wall to go up and it'll be a room. So that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's coming along really nicely. And uh, I think, I'm hoping by Christmas. I think by Christmas we'll have a, an actual real deal studio. Okay. Be like, uh, be like um, our Christmas gift. Exactly. I like that. So let's get into this whole thing and take care of some of the stuff we got to take care of. Um, so listen, I'm only going to ask our listeners one thing tonight. If you're out there listening. This episode, one thing. One thing this episode. I have a favor. Yeah. I just want you to go to our Instagram and follow us on Instagram, but I'm not going to just ask for something without giving something. So okay. if you go, all I want you to do, it was mentioned in the last episode, we are giving away free holographic stickers. Those all went, but I reordered another hundred. Um, so all you got to do is follow us on Instagram. And then Wait once you're- so you, you got them for this, this giveaway and they all went before you get them gone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, follow us on Instagram, and then once you're following us, just DM me and say, I want a sticker, and uh, I'll pay the postage, and I'll, I'll send you one out. Right. So might go broke. I'm, I'm starting to go a little broke, but it's all right. It's, all right. it's worth it. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, okay. So our show sponsor for tonight, as always, Resurgent Arms is taking good care of us. Go to resurgentarms.com, get 12% off with our discount code, GUNEXPERIMENT12, and you know, I, we always give a little spiel about the product and stuff, but I got to I got to say I was talking to Will the other day. I, you know, Do you, you you guys talk a lot. We talk a lot. Yeah, we that's talk good. a lot. Yeah, no, you know, he's, he's just a really good guy and he really wants to create a great product and that's why I feel so comfortable with them as as advertisers because like even the safety. You have no idea how much input he's allowed me to give on the safety. Well, I, you know, you're you're taking the words out of my mouth. I was I was just saying, uh, thinking about the fact that you do talk to him so much and that how, when we did that live interview, the very first one we did with him, how, um, 
how good he was about wanting to hear about feedback yeah. about what he could do to improve it. You He's know? a really like genuinely good guy, and and I Maybe really that's why we talk him up so much. I, I, I really well, I really like I really like talking to him and working with him. You know, he's a really good guy. So anyway, head over resurgentarms.com, use the discount code and hook yourself up. You know, obviously we've talked about the product before. It's it's a great product. Anyway, let's get ourselves into this show. Our guest tonight hosts a pro Second Amendment radio show out of San Diego, California. They aim to keep listeners informed on new laws, how to get involved in preserving the right to keep and bear arms, and promise fun, fun, and more fun. Please welcome Michael Schwartz and Dro- Joe Dramizi to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah, it's good, good to be here. Joe, did, did Mike get that last name okay? He was str- he felt like, it sounded like he was struggling a little <laughs> did bit. Did I get it? Darn close. And I, I was uh, curious there because usually people say, hey, uh, how do I pronounce that in the beginning? But, was, uh, you were just going to wing it there. So that's I was. Good. So, how, how do you pronounce it? Uh, just about that way. Dramisi is how I pronounce okay. it. All right. Okay. Well, that, damn. I, that was pretty good, right? I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Mike, you don't. I'm sorry, Schwartz. Little, little easy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, well, you know, it took me until about fourth grade to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my, my uh, last name ends in a vowel too, Joe. So I, you know, I'm, I got a little bit of an advantage there, I guess. I figure you're from New York. You should be able to yeah. probably not the first Ramisi you ran into. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so anyway, guys, uh, you guys are an actual legit AM radio show. So I'm Which surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised coming out of a fairly liberal city and a very uh, liberal state that doesn't like guns. How have they not canceled you guys by now? <laughs> I, I'm amazed by this. It's AM. Well, it's well, it's it's actually AM and FM, eleven seventy AM, ninety six one FM, and uh, it's all throughout San Diego, and it even touches part of Riverside, San Bernardino, and uh, I, I got to tell you, there's kind of a misconception, an earned misconception about California, uh, or maybe it's not a misconception, but it's it's just something that that people don't really think about: San Diego, LA, San Francisco. Um, San Jose, you know, you take those four cities out of California and you just look at the rest of the population in California and we're just like the rest of the country. Sounds like New York. Yeah. Same as us. You know, if you get rid of really New York city is the big one, but there's a few other cities, Buffalo, obviously Albany, you get rid of some of those and you know, it's a pretty red state (laughs) other than that. So I I definitely can understand that. So so we have, do we have it? So San Diego County has San Diego, the city and it's deep blue in the city, but the rest of the County are, you know, just good old fashioned Americans. Yeah. So we go over really well. Part of the success of the radio show and our organization, San Diego County gun owners is because there was such a um, lack of organization. You know, people had kind of, I actually referred to it as battered gun owner syndrome. Mm-hmm. And you know, they just thought, well, gee, if I just keep quiet, I won't, you know, I won't oh lose God. anymore. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. Joe and I and the rest of the crew just said, you know what? Forget that. We're going to stand up and we're going to be the people, you know, the, the pillars of society. We know we are. And it, I think it's given a lot of people, um, you know, not, not to sound too cheesy, but it's given a lot of people strength to say, yeah, you know what? I am going to stand up and say I'm a gun owner. I am going to fight for this thing. Hmm. So starting a radio station, I mean, that's got to be, it's no small undertaking. I mean, what motivated you to take this venture? Was it basically that you just felt you needed to stand up? 
Well, um, we thought about TV, but um, we're just not good looking enough. So <laughs> next, next is radio, of course. Um, now we, uh, so six years ago, just about six years ago, we started an organization called San Diego County Gun Owners, and we're a, a political organization. And the whole purpose of the organization is to get pro Second Amendment candidates elected in these local boards and councils all over all over the county. Interesting. So school board, city council, etc. A lot of great organizations do uh, do that type of work on the federal and state level, but no one's doing it on the on the you know the the city and county level. So we decided, hey, that's that's where we could fit in. What's your success about, rate? Uh, well, we have a lot of successes. Um, we've we had it depends on how you define success. We've gotten Get, a getting number those of people, people in those seats. Number of people elected. I don't. I, I can't. I can't give you a, a percentage, but we've gotten a number of people elected. Our biggest victory is that you, for decades, could not get a concealed weapon permit in San Diego, mm. and we pressured our sheriff into issuing CCWs. So for the first wow. time in decades, people can can carry. That's a great. Um, that's a great success. Yeah. Well, it is. It's kind of. It's kind of cool. You know, the the very basic. Uh, plan was to get people elected. Like I said, hey, we're just going to get a bunch of people and a bunch of money together and we're going to help candidates that are pro Second Amendment. Mm. But from there, we've again, we, we got CCWs for people. We're all over the media. You know, before we existed, there was no, you know, the six o'clock news never had a pro Second Amendment voice. Now we're on TV, print, radio. Um, and, uh, you know, we've done it, we've started a women's program. We've in the last two years, 400 women have gone through our program that helps them buy a gun, get training, get a CCW or, or, or any of the above. And we've had 400 women go through that program. Um, so we've had a lot of different types of success. Orange County gun owners is the, you know, Orange County is the County just to the North of us, Riverside County gun owners. And San Bernardino County gun owners uh, now exist because of San Diego County gun owners. So <clears throat> we've been successful in a lot of different ways. And we're very, very proud of that. And about two years in, one of our board members, uh, Lance Pelkey, one of our founding board members, uh, knew, knew Dave Stahl, who's, who's one of our, another one of our co-hosts. And uh, he's on the radio. And uh, he, uh, he said, hey, why don't we do a gun show for an hour? And that, that just... We, I, I had no idea how snowballed, to do a radio show. Snowballed from there. Yeah, and boom, it just blew up. So now we're, we're all over the place, and it's 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 really fun. Is audio your preferred media? Well, it, I, well, <laughs> I, I like Mike. Mike loves spoken word. Like he just, you know, he said that on the show. He he likes the uh, you know the interview of of a recorded you know interview. And is is that kind of the same for you guys? Because there's there's blogging, there's video, there's a lot of mediums, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we do a lot. We have a, we, we do a lot. We do a lot of video, a lot of audio. We do a lot of writing. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I honestly, we, we produce a ton of content, a ton of, of, of second amendment content. Joe, uh, pumps out an article just about every week in our blog. Um, so we, we have everything, all, all bases covered. Really, it's all just a means to an end. We're just trying to get the Second Amendment restored and preserved in California. So we do everything. Do you have one that you prefer over the other? Well, I think Joe's Joe's prefers writing, wouldn't you say, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I enjoy all of it though. It's I I really do like to write. So it's um, you know, writing an article each week isn't isn't really too bad. It's a lot of fun for me. So I enjoy doing that part of it. 
the radio stations uh, or the radio show is great. I've never done radio or anything like that before either. So, uh, so uh, I, no, gotta, I just enjoy I, all of it. I got to tell you, Joe, it takes a lot of patience to write. Yeah, I, I've tried. I, I'm. I, that's why I spoke in <laughs> word. Like yeah. I, I, I try. It's tough. You know. It's. I, I got to tell you something because you guys. Something just clicked for me. Um, Michael, you were talking about uh, San Diego and just the idea that you know not everyone is of that sort of uh, anti-gun mentality. And it just clicked. I'm very big into the um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu community. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, but San Diego is like the mecca of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like it's huge there. It's, it's kinda, the mecca of where men get together and sweat on each other. Yeah, yeah. How many times <laughs> do you use that joke? Every time you say it. <laughs> um, anyway, where I'm going with this is what I have found, and I don't know the reason for it, but uh, it seems like there's a strong connection between Brazilian jiu-jitsu and and firearms owners like like yeah people don't even blink like i'll say like oh yeah i'm going to go shoot guns and people are like oh cool yeah i love guns or oh man i'd love to shoot a gun like could you take me sometime and i'm just curious if uh if you have either heard of that or if you find the same thing or yeah and like mma in general there's a lot of uh there's a lot of interest in gun ownership um but i you know we found a bunch of little pockets um yeah, f- the fitness industry. A lot of folks that are really into fitness oh, that's um, interesting. are in, into guns. Um, realtors, the real estate industry, huh. and and that was that actually either. it was very eye opening. They had a big convention here, the San Diego, I forget, San Diego Association of Realtors had had a big like you know annual convention, and we decided to set up a table and just see what happened. And no sooner did we get our stuff down on the table. And this is like, I don't know, there were probably, you know, 100, 150 vendors. It was, you know, it was a fairly sizable event. And no sooner did we get our stuff down on the table and we, we had realtors lined up saying, oh, man, I'm so glad you're here. I, you know, I, I need to get a gun. I need to get a carry permit. <laughs> and they all had some kind of story. You know, I was showing a house and somebody came in. I didn't know what I was going to do or. I had this. Oh, this you know, that's that's a really good point. I did not think about that. Right? That's they do those the open houses. Yeah. 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 Well, and the interesting thing was, you know, when you talk to like the fitness industry or, or or some of the other you know folks that are that we found that are pro Second Amendment medical medical folks, we found a, a whole pocket of medical folks that are that are interested in firearms. But the difference is that, you know, they kind of look at it like, hey, this is fun or interesting or, you know, something I've always wanted to try where the, the, the real estate industry, it was it was like it was like, OK, well, I have my my laptop and I have my my cell phone and now I need uh, something to protect myself. It was, you know, it was very utility. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we had an event called uh, Open House for Realtors where we we just for free, if you're in the real estate industry, you could come and, um, you know, look at some different carry guns. And we actually got you on the range and let you shoot a, a magazine worth and tell you how to get a CCW, that sort of thing. We haven't done that in a couple of years. And we've, we've just had a request the other day to bring that back. Um, but they, they really look at it very differently. Like, hey, this is a part of my job. This is another tool. It's, it's really a great idea, you know, that anybody, even listeners of the show can can do in their own places to help advocate for the second amendment i mean i mean bringing people together and helping them through the process a concealed carry permit especially in places like new york or california i mean that's it's a really great idea i like the i like the way you're phrasing it like there's these pockets you know what i mean like so like i found in my jiu-jitsu world there's there's those pockets and like i think that when you find them it's an opportunity you know what i mean and uh those opportunities you know you have to take them when you can you know speaking of that opportunity um 
you know, you've mentioned some, some of the grassroots actions that you've taken. What, if you had to pick one, what's the most rewarding part of having a radio show? Uh, the most rewarding part of having a radio show for, for me, I really like, um, I really like interviewing people and I really like, uh, not just interviewing them. I, I like it when I interview someone, you know, elected official industry guy, whatever. And I feel like I got a piece of information out of them that I don't think anyone else got. So, you know, maybe it's their perspective or maybe it's a story or uh, maybe it's just something that they, you know, kind of off topic. And, and, and if I can get a little piece out of them that I feel like, hey, no one has ever asked that. But he's never yeah. said that he or she has never said that any anywhere on any other interview. And you really get a glimpse or a piece of who that person is and what makes them tick. That's to me, that's that's I, I, that's what made me really enjoy uh, doing a radio show. It's very, it's very rewarding. You, you, you caught him unexpectedly. Yeah. We, we've had a couple opportunities where we've, uh, asked a question. We've said, Hey, you know, I, I understand that you used to do X, Y, or Z. And they'll go, how did you know that? Where did you find that? And it's kind of <laughs> cool to be like, we were able to dig up something that they were. One guest was yeah. like, that should not be out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it, it worked out great and it was a great conversation starter. But I know what you're saying. Like when you get that little like nugget, yeah. it's, it's really nice. It right? is rewarding. Yeah. For me, I don't know, Joe, what, what, what's your, uh, what, what, what's your answer to that? Um, well, no, I, I enjoy people coming up to me, telling me I sound like Mike Rowe. I guess I guess. <laughs> he great. does. He totally does. That's great. <laughs> the dirty jobs guy he totally sounds yes, like Mike he does, Rowe. Yeah. That's really funny. Oh man. But, um, yeah, I enjoy the, you know, like Michael was saying the information part. Cause one of the, um, the big things like, in and, and one of my segments there, I, I usually go over the article that I've written for that week. And, um, it's, fun to talk about that kind of stuff. But like I said, my, my big deal is getting information out there because even now with um, what well, we've had the CCW thing going for what, about four years now, I think. Something like and, that. Yeah. And still, I mean, every day when I'm in the range, you know, people will come up to me and, and you'll still hear people saying, Oh, you can't get one here. It's impossible to get one in San Diego. And, you know, we do, um, we do seminars, um, each, uh, what do we do about five or six or seven a month? Well, actually pre COVID anyway, we're cranking back up again. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like I do two of them a month at one of the ranges here and, um, you know, you, you have people just, people just don't know and it's getting the information out there. Uh, John Dillon, our, um, our legal counsel for the San Diego County gun owners, uh, likes to say that the people have been institutionalized out here and like we've we've had our our rights abused for so long that sometimes people are just beat down and it's it's hard to get information out to them and then when you get information they don't believe it sometimes <laughs> well yeah so that's, uh, that's I, I think that the rewarding parts that i like anyways getting that info out there yeah unfortunately you know trying to get people to believe the information that you're trying to share is a, a problem way even outside of the, the second amendment or concealed carry permits you know it's just uh, it's, it's a difficult time yeah, so I was, I was on your website. I was looking at like, man, you guys have had a ton of guests on your show. Like I was looking just through the list and actually it was one guy, I know him, I've actually trained with him from out here in New York and I was like, man, I'm like, they even have this guy on. I'm like, wow, it's like amazing. <laughs> Is there a particular like episode or a guest that was particularly memorable or maybe inspiring for you guys? And Joe, why don't, why don't you actually give us yours first? No, I always, well, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, Masada Ayub on there and we've had him on yeah. the show a number of times. He's great. And, um, 
and I, he was like, uh, one of the real like stars for me. And, um, and I didn't know he was going to be on there. Michael, uh, texted me, I think one day and said, uh, Hey, you want to do the interview this week? It's, uh, somebody you'll like. <laughs> so I think uh, I did the first interview with him on there and, um, that was really, uh, just impressive. That was one of my big ones, but then, you know, inspired by that, I reached out to Tom Gibbons, who was another one of the legends there. And, um, mm. you know, and it's, and he responded right away. He said, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And, um, is he from so Gunsight Academy? Is that who that is? Tom Gibbons? No, Tom Gibbons is a uh, range master, but the Gunsight oh. Academy too, Ken Campbell. Yes. Um, that's who I was thinking had, of. Yeah. Had him on there a number of times. And, yes. Um, you know, and I've trained with, um, with Masada, which is fantastic. That's cool. And I try to get out the gun site, you know, at least once or twice a year. And, um, so all those guys are just great. I haven't been able to catch uh, Gibbons yet, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't come close to California. You got, I got to catch him like in Texas or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, what about you, Michael? What, uh, you have a particular episode you, or, you know, it's, it, so, uh, Rich, uh, one of our, he's actually our producer. Rich took over the producing the show about a year ago and, or a year and a half maybe. And that's when the, the guests, there was a major, um, improvement, I guess. It's a fantastic job. He does. He, yeah. And he's the one that I didn't realize how much of a, of a world there was. There's this whole YouTube podcast, second amendment world out there. I was, I've just been, I've been so laser focused on San Diego. So he's like, Hey, you know, have we, have you thought about reaching out to so-and-so? And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. So he, he started reaching out and getting us some really great guests. So it's all been really interesting. You know, I didn't know this whole world was happening. And next thing you know, they're, they're on the show and I'm doing research and finding out all the great things that people are doing across the country. And that's very cool. I can tell you my, my, the person I like the most is a guy named John Korea. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like him personally uh, very yeah. much. So it's always a pleasure to talk to him. I love I his videos. I, I watch him all the time and he's got a great voice and uh, great perspective. Yeah, he's he's the best. He really is a good dude. Um, but I think my favorite was and I don't know, Joe, if you remember this, but there was a guy running for for city council in, in San Diego. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I go and interview every I try to interview everybody that, that runs for any of the 18 city councils in San Diego. And he uh, he wanted uh, he, he started he kind of pulled this whole like, well, I don't want your endorsement because you guys are a pack and, and I don't, you know, packs are evil and, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, corporate machine donations, money, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I said, okay, whatever. He said, but I would like to come to your meeting and talk to your members. <laughs> I thought, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So why, it- why don't you come on the radio show and let me, let me interview you. And on the, on the show, I let him get his, his view out. And then, absolutely destroyed him <laughs> and just because I, I was like you know what kind of i mean a pack is people you know that's all these members you want their vote but you're telling them they're evil for you know for for being the ones to stand up and support a group that's you know holding feet to the fire and getting the right people elected and you know doing what they need to do to 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 be a part of the american process and did the, they the did, he, uh, did he run when you started pushing him or did he, did he just keep his feet <laughs> no, in the fire I, I fully expected him to hang up but he <laughs> he 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 stayed on the phone and took his beating good he, for him and, yeah you can't hang up i mean i mean that makes you look so bad well I mean, I mean listen we we were talking about locally an instance where the person would hang up yeah that's fair. you know what i mean like he, that's fair you know the running from a decision not yeah. taking ownership of a decision that's it's, it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. and and you know michael i'm sure it's not that we uh it's not that you don't res- 
don't respect the fact that he has an, an opinion, even if it's different than yours, but own it, right? Yeah, well, you know, I, I honestly, I was surprised. He, I, I don't think one of the things that annoys me, and, and of course, the lo- local politics is kind of the, you know, that's the, the, uh, you know, that's, that's where everybody kind of cuts their teeth and, and they get to make mistakes and that sort of thing. But it drives me crazy when somebody decides out of the blue to run for office. You know, they haven't really done anything for their community. They're not a leader <laughs> yeah. in any way, yeah. you know, and they just, but they, but they have an opinion and that's important. And I'm going to run for office. And I'm going to run for office. <laughs> and everything I say is, is, uh, you know, is like, it should be chiseled in stone and I'm bringing it down from the mount. I mean, I'm like, hey, man, why don't you do some homework? Why don't you think about some concepts? You know, yeah. why don't you have some 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 community successes under your belt? That sounds too much like work. <laughs> so it, it was it's an arrogance, though. Yeah, you no, know? you're right. You're you're hitting the nail right on the head. Michael and I, you know, couldn't agree more. Um, you touched on this a little bit uh, ago. I don't recall any other instances where radio and podcasters uh, of, of any type of industry share in each other's show quite like we all do is is that a second amendment thing or is this like a new era i guess that's a good question i don't know um it, i think honestly it feels to me like a shift yeah it feels like um we've actually uh there have been conversations you know we'll have listeners that'll tell us like hey why don't you guys just just do podcasts why are you even on the air you know why are you even go on on the air, it definitely feels like radio is is kind of dying, or, or at least you know reinventing itself in, in like a desperate way. Like they're desperately trying to figure out how to be relevant. Mike and Joe, let me. I'm sorry to disappoint you. The only thing I use my FM transmitter in my car for is to transmit my Bluetooth radio or podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely don't listen to much. And radio. it's not. And it's only because I drive 25 and 26 year old cars every day. I, I can't drive that Mustang every day. I don't even listen to like. I have XM, and I for a long time I did listen to XM. I don't even listen to that anymore. No, I listen yeah, mostly to I, podcasts. I, did, I had satellite radio for a while too, but definitely podcasts have, have probably and and just you know like playlists, just general music playlists, yeah, have yeah, like yeah, taken yeah. over my yeah. my listening. So so anyway, yeah, you, never, you know you never know with the radio though, with all the um, the environment of censorship and things that are oh, going on nowadays, especially with conservative uh, thoughts. Yeah. You know, radio may make a comeback. You know, well, maybe, you're uh, you're at least yeah, you're and and AM right. I mean, I don't know the rules. You guys probably know it better than me because you're on it. But there are like pretty free rules on AM, right? I, I you know, if there are any rules, I I don't. They haven't been presented to us yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're, what is it? Ask for forgiveness? Is that the better? That? But, but not yeah. Don't ask for permission. Well, that's true. I think the only the only thing we've run into is um, what was the thing with the. Uh, Doing the gear reviews and oh, the, you, plastic guns, and that was a YouTube thing. That was, yeah, yeah, YouTube, YouTube yeah. has the rule that you can't you can't show any kind of gun when you're when you're live streaming. You can pre-record it and po- put the video up, but if you're live streaming, you can't show any any anything that even might be a gun. And mm-hmm. so we got yanked one day for for that. But that was, but that's not that's YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying we haven't we haven't violated anything I think so far yet on the radio. And well, no, no FCC problems. And yet. AM is like you know I, again I don't I, I know enough to be dangerous, but it's like it's pretty it's pretty easy to set up a transmission, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Radio station doing it. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, eleven okay. seventy a.m. and ninety six uh, one. They they've been around for decades. Um, they're they're you know it's it, uh, the a.m. is 
is mostly conservative, and then they have a sister station that's uh, fairly that that's re- that is religious. So I don't know. We just show up and and talk into microphones. Yeah, you know, Joe, you said that you guys don't violate anything. You're doing better than our governor because he's. <laughs> violating a lot lately (laughs) (laughs) well i i i do think it's pretty cool that you know it seems to be this little uh we'll use the term pocket we've been using a little bit tonight but uh this pocket it's second amendment you know people that are willing to share in each other's uh you know shows here and 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 get information out to people and and you know keep keep the second amendment alive yeah i find like it's I find like all the people we've talked to who are like content creators and podcasters and whatnot. It, it's this sort of like friendly. I said it, I think on last. Yeah, we, la- say it, we say it a lot. We said it more than I one episode. I think on the last episode I said like if somebody out there is listening and they want to start their own show, great. It's not a competitive thing. It's like I will listen to you and I, and I will have you on the show. Like the more the merrier. It's not a competitive like I don't want you to do this. I want more people to do it because the more of us that are talking about it, the better off we'll be as a community. That's how at least how I feel. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, there was actually in the beginning for us too, it was kind of a, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, um, there was kind of in the beginning of the show a few years ago, there was some frustration, you know, like, geez, we're, you know, there, there are, you know, some gun meme will get, you know, a million and a half views. But if we have a conversation on, you know, how to get more involved, you know, 30 people will, will take the time to watch it. So we could sit there and get mad and go, gosh, we, people should be listening to, to this and they should be getting involved. And that other stuff's just entertainment. And we could, you know, get real mad and frustrated or we could, we could do what they're doing. Like if that's what people want to hear, you know, and we can help people get involved by doing that, then do it. You know, don't, don't try to change human nature, work with it and, uh, you know, be successful that way. So we try to be entertaining every once in a while. We're funny and, (laughs) um, we definitely are, are interesting. And, um, and then we try to sprinkle in some, all right, well, here's what you need to do to be effective. And, and I think that works really well. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, um, One of the things that Michael didn't mention that that he usually mentions, (laughs) but, um, you know, one of the reasons we stay focused in the county is because we can have quite an impact in the county. Um, You know, we have five uh, supervisors on the board of supervisors here. The supervisor that we endorsed won and he won by 250 votes, which is Um, probably a lot in comparison. Well, no, but it's it's something that you can influence locally. If you try to do this at yep. the state level, you're talking tens of thousands of votes at the local county. Le- and we have, what, three point four million people in the county here. Wow. But like one of the council members we got elected in Santee won by five votes. So um, you can yeah. have quite an impact staying local. And um, one of the other things, it's good for us locally to get, you know, pro Second Amendment people elected. But the other big thing is these people that go to Sacramento and again go to Washington, um, like Michael was saying earlier, they start locally. They start on school boards. They start on city councils. And if you can get rid of the bad ones early on, it's it's a lot better later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear something funny about the guy that won by five votes that that just happened in November. And and uh, the he was a Republican and the opponent was a Democrat. Um, now, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. Um, I left the Republican. But I started Joe. Joe. Joe and I both left the Republican Party um, not too long ago. Um, that's that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but uh, 
something funny that happened. So he won the, the Republican wins by five votes. We endorsed him because he was, he's pro second amendment. Sure. And uh, in the same, same election that, that Trump, you know, won and they were saying, Hey, we want to recount and you know, there's fraud and whatever the local democratic party was, you know, they were calling every, every Republican a, a loon because they, they didn't trust the integrity of the election. And that same democratic party in San Diego demanded a recount in this race where the Republican won by five votes. <laughs> of course, of they, course. They spent like 30,000 bucks. So, um, so we went and did it. It was a hand recount and I was one of the people. Good for you that, for going. Yeah. We went, went down and observed the whole thing. It was really interesting. I got to view thousands of ballots. So huh. they'd hold up a ballot and they'd say, you know, they'd say, all right, it's a vote for the Republicans vote for the Democrat, whatever. And I was looking over their shoulder. I was one of the people that looked over the shoulder oh. to make sure that what they did was was accurate. Yeah. And it's fascinating seeing a snapshot of, you know, 2,500 voters and how they voted and seeing that, hey, they voted for the Democrat congressman and the Republican mayor. Or, hey, they voted for, you know, yeah. and, and by the way, those two people completely disagree on every subject. It was really interesting. They probably really could because they thought they cancel each other out and wouldn't get any farther. <laughs> yeah, or they just or sometimes it's like name recognition. Like, it's like well, you just know that, that name, too. right? It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I, but the the hypocrisy, and of course, the the chairman of the Democratic Party was there, and I was just like, you know, I was every time every every time I I got a chance to you know nudge, to nudge. rib him, yeah. you know, and just be like, all right, well, you know, is there an integrity problem just here in San Diego? Integrity problems don't happen nationally, but they happen here in, in San Diego. Uh, right, they, they, they happen here too. Uh, well, I'll give you a, 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 <laughs> just a, a different um, story, but, but in this sort of thing, we had a Republican uh, caucus recently for uh, a, a town supervisor locally. And um, the, the person is uh, involved in all the, the things that you talked about before, you know, local school board and, and highway department, all that other good stuff. And um, he's in this big, you know, auditorium filled with hundreds of people for the Republican caucus, throwing his hat out there as, as the, the next town supervisor. He loses by like a, a, a short amount of votes, under 10. I want to say four or five. And um, the ne very shortly after that, he is uh, walking into a school board meeting unmasked and then gets up on stage, puts a mask on, spreads six feet apart. But a month earlier was in there with hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, 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 these people, he says he's a Republican. He says he's a two way guy, but. And is right. He has, maybe he's a gun he is. owner. We think, I, we think, we, we, yeah, I mean, I think he's a gun owner. But how do you trust somebody like that? Right. I mean, total. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny because I we've had guests on from Texas and Georgia and states that are you know typically a little more reliably pro Second Amendment. And it's weird because it's like I'm so used to being like the guy in the room that's like, eh, we're the disgrace, you know. <laughs> and like, and like, I'm talking to you guys, and I'm like, finally, someone that can feel. Yeah. the pain a little bit like yeah. you know like new york and california recently have both been dealing with um some big court cases right like so you guys i think i don't know if, where it's at but like um miller v becerra and like for yep. us it's you know nicerpa v Corlette, which actually i real quick let me just go off on this quick uh nicerpa v Corlette, they just announced today that um they're gonna start open, opening arguments november 3rd so we could hear an actual decision somewhere in like early, early. 2022 20, right yeah. like i mean like it's we're talking 
February, March, maybe. So anyway, I just want to kind of say that, but we're, we're dealing with these court cases and guys, it often feels like freedom lives and breathes in these gun free states. But do you feel that freedom is actually defended and fought for in the more restrictive states? Like, uh, not only do I believe it, but I make a lot of people angry talking about it. I, I think that, you know, there's a, an, a, uh, an exodus of people leaving California. And I think, uh, you know, gun owners um, and, and people leave for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, look, if you're if you always planned on leaving or if you always knew that California was going to be temporary or your job or your family or whatever, if you're you know, if life takes you out of state, fine. I, you know, I'm not insulting people simply for 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 leaving California, but there's this certain person, certain type of person where they, you know, they leave. They haven't done anything to help. You know, they're not showing up at city council meetings. They're not, you know, fundraising for candidates. They're not walking precincts and they leave. They go to wherever, Arizona, whatever the pro Second Amendment state du jour is right now. It's uh Tennessee and and uh, Texas is still popular. Yeah, but it, you know Arizona, Nevada, Tennessee. If they go to one of these pro Second Amendment states, or, or at least uh, better than California, and then they they turn around and and throw rocks back at California, and talk about a coward. Talk about <laughs> shame. You yeah. know, you should be saying, "Hey, look, it was too much for me. You guys in California that are fighting the fight." You know, uh, Godspeed and thank you for your strength. And here, let me send you a couple of bucks. I had to get out, though. I couldn't do it. Instead, you know, they turn around and they insult us like, oh, you guys are idiots and stupid. And I can't believe them. why don't you just leave? Well, we don't leave because we're Americans. That's why we don't leave, because we're standing up for rights and we're standing up for the Second Amendment. And it's more important than, uh, you know, uh, having, you know, it's almost like they're they're mad that they don't have their toys to play with where we're fighting for rights. You know, we're not fighting for objects. We're not fighting for gun rights. We're fighting for the second amendment and people's ability to have liberty and freedom and the constitution and, you know, your ability for self-defense. Well, what I always say important, what I always say, Michael, is this, first off, I I don't particularly love New York. There's things I love about New York, but I don't like the politics here. And Mm. I honestly would like to be able to go somewhere else for a lot of reasons. I like the weather down South a little better for me. But I can't. I, I have responsibilities here. I have family here. I have you know work stuff here. It's it just it's not for me a possibility. So there's that, right? But even with that, I always say to people, do you realize that we are a warning? We are a siren. What happens here can happen anywhere. And man, you are in lockstep with me because I was going to actually ask you, and I'm glad you brought it up. What the hell is going on in California? Like so many. Cali natives are moving to Texas. Um, do you think that those people are so? All right, and obviously you don't know everyone that's leaving. So, <laughs> but in, in your opinion, is this is there conservatives that are leaving and going to Cal, uh, to Texas? Is it Democrats that just have realized, man, we've screwed this state up? Like, let's go screw another one up. And are people bringing their gun politics with them? Are they respecting the Texas way of life? Like, what is what's going on here? Yeah. So there's two, there's two groups. And before I, before I explain the two groups, I just want to say, if you move fine, but don't turn around and throw rocks back at California, look back at us, the people who are staying behind enemy lines as heroes, Mm -hmm. you know, thank us for our service 
and then go get your cooler guns that you can buy in your better state. <laughs> don't go on some stupid gun message board online and pretend that you're better than us yeah. because we're the ones that are staying here and fighting. Oh, yeah, we, we get right, told right. all the time we can only have neutered ARs. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, right. I mean, like well, it's, yeah, I, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, same, real, real similar, same thing. But here are the two groups of people that are that are leaving. Um, the first one is obvious, It's and we just talked about it. It's people that are sick of the politics, and they want out of California, and they don't like the taxes, they don't like the gun laws, they don't like how expensive everything is. Everything's more expensive in mm-hmm. California. Sure. And so they're, you know, they're going to, they're probably, they're going to make a Republican state more Republican. I think, you know, generally um, they're going to continue to vote the way, uh, you know, they voted here, um, which is generally conservative, generally Republican. The, the second set of people though, and these are the folks that uh, a lot of the states don't want. um, It's like, uh, you know, XYZ company decides, hey, we're going to move 500 people to Houston, Texas. Well, they're not moving, you know, because of a philosophical reason or, or a, a political reason. They're moving because their company says, hey, we'll, we'll, you know, you can buy a, you know, for the, you can buy a bigger house and you can, you know, we'll, we'll pay for you to move. You know, you can keep your job. So they, they're not, they, they could, they're probably voting, you know, they're voting, who knows how they're voting. It, it has, you know, there's a whole hodgepodge of people in that 500, uh, 500 group of people there. So if, if there are people that are moving to Texas and aren't voting like Texans or they're moving to Tennessee and they're not voting like uh, Tennesseans. They, they didn't choose to move. You're kind of saying, right? If they, if they yeah, don't vote that right. way, they didn't choose they're, to move. You know, their Fortune Five or their tech company, yeah. or their Fortune 500 company moved them sense. there because you know. Yeah. So they're changing the face of the state. The people that are moving because of political or philosophical reasons, you know, they're 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 not bringing California with them. They're they're going to you know Texas or whatever because they agree with the the politics and the philosophy. Yeah. So you think there's a number of people who are saying, man. We have made Texas uh, unsustainable, and we're going to go California, somewhere. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. We have made California unsustainable, and we're going to go somewhere that's better, and we're going to learn from our mistakes. You think that that is a possibility? A group, yeah. Um, I, I'm not. I I I think that uh, I I think that there's the first group of people. They they're looking at California. They've lived here 10, 15, 20 years. And they're saying, hey, this state isn't the state I grew up in mm-hmm. or I moved to. You know, it's mm-hmm. too extreme on, on these different issues. Therefore, I'm going to go pick a state that aligns with my politics. So that's that that one group. But then the other group, it, it's got nothing to do with politics. Okay. But most likely, if they're in the tech industry, they're working for, you know, I don't know, some dot com or something like that. They're probably their politics are probably a little bit more left leaning. And so they're not leaving for political reasons. They're leaving because, you know, XYZ.com, you know, sent them there, but they're bringing that their, their politics with them. Yes. 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 I don't think, I don't think that there's like an effort for, there's not like a, there's not an effort for Democrats in California to say, Hey, let's go see if we can, let's move a hundred thousand people to Texas. and see. (laughs) I wish any, any political. That's a good conspiracy theory right there. Well, the second part to that, too, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, is, you know, those those people and the companies that relocate like that tend to go to the more urban areas, I think, 
And and that's a problem in California because that's you've got all these people concentrated there and you guys have the same problem in New York and it's all over the country. And people in urban areas, for whatever reason, think differently than people that are, say, in the more rural areas. And, um, you know, I read a, uh, an article years ago. I can't remember who did it now. But the, the best explanation I've seen is, you know, when people live in the city, they live really close to their neighbors. And there's, there's this tendency to want to control your neighbor because when your neighbor's got the stereo cranked up or doing stuff that you don't like, you, you get to feel that and experience it. And in the rural areas, people are spread out enough that they don't have that problem so much. And the, the thinking's a little bit different. But but getting people that, you know, think that way, that that screwed up a lot of, uh, you know, what they've done out here, um, I think when they concentrate in the cities, that that really is a problem for states. And you get like we have out here in California, where, you know, most of the state geographically is is fine. But the voters a lot of times are concentrated in the cities and they think differently. Yeah. We've uh, we've done Joe Mike, this maybe for both of you, maybe you each can can give one example, but. We've done a couple of discussions uh, on Nyserp and Coralette. Can can you give our listeners like a quick rundown of maybe either Miller and um, uh, Bursera or some other litigation that's get California's dealing with? Just kind of give somebody some a uh, little bit of a dissertation on uh, on what what you guys are dealing with out there. A little bit of specifics and, and what it could mean. Sure. So, you know, actually lawsuits were, were never supposed to be part of the plan. We always we were fairly um, vocal in the beginning of San Diego County Gun Owners and 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 uh, Gun Owners Radio that uh, we felt that people were probably gun owners were putting too many eggs in the judicial basket that we needed to get back to good old fashioned activism. But, you know, uh, some opportunities came up, a group called Firearms Policy Coalition who is, if you, if you're, if you haven't heard of yep, FPC, I know, yeah, we know them well. yeah, they're killing it. Oh man, you got to join, you got to support those guys. They're doing such good work. Um, but anyway, they, they approached us. I've, 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 I've known some folks over there for, for years, even before San Diego County Gunners. And when they found out we were starting San Diego County Gunners, they were super supportive, more supportive than any other group out there. Um, and they asked for nothing in return. And uh, I can't thank them enough. Um, they've been fantastic. But they said, hey, look, we want to file some lawsuits. You know, what do you think? And through some of those discussions, we filed uh, the Miller case is against our quote unquote assault weapons ban, which is really just a ban on semi-automatic rifles in California. And, and like you said before, you have to have a, a neutered AR or AK in order to own it out here. So we filed that lawsuit, um, made its way to um, a federal judge, Judge Benitez, who is commonly referred to by by gun owners in California as Saint Benitez. Yes, <laughs> um, he uh, he he agreed with it. He we, we you know went to court, made our made our case, and he put out an outstanding um, uh, decision in our favor. So now, it, but then he, he stayed his own. And so basically struck down the whole assault weapons law, but then stayed his own decision to give the state time to appeal, which we all knew was going to happen. So that's where we are in that process. Why do you think he did that? Because it was I've a smart that. move. It was a smart move. It, it, it was, it was. So a couple years prior, he, um, he struck down the the magazine ban that's out here. You know, you can only buy magazines that had 10 or fewer that was all Freedom Week, right? Freedom Week where people were buying. 
Right. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was cool, but it was extremely chaotic. And, um, you know, and then there was another decision and, you know, it lasted a week and then the other decision lasted a day. So he really realized, Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know. I don't, I haven't talked to him. I, I you know, nothing like that, but I, it, it appears that, you know, this is going to, this is going to be a, a long game. This, this has the potential to go to the Supreme court. So let's do this in an orderly fashion. Let's make sure that it's done as properly and as orderly as possible. So rather than get a temporary, you know, um, reprieve for a week or a day or an hour or whatever, you know, just work within the process and the system and let's get through this in a, in a, in an orderly fashion as quickly as possible. It actually, had he not stated, uh, state his own decision, the potential for it to, um, have been actually worse right. and take yeah. longer to get to the Supreme Correct. court, uh, existed. Is yeah. that now, I, I don't know which one of you said that it was, it was smart, but is that, is that what you, do you yeah. agree with what that, I said? Exactly. That's exactly what I, what I, what I, would, I agree with. So, they're they're, they're know, almost shooting he, themselves in the foot, right? Because they're going to appeal it, and then it's going to. Well, yeah, but the stay, like like Mike is saying, the stay allowed this to be something that is forced to move forward instead of saying. being stonewalled. Yeah, you know. Saying. So, uh, Joe, how about you? You got one that you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> not you know, Michael's a lot more up on the details of the lawsuits than I am. But um, <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot. Though, though. Is you know because we didn't we didn't. Um, like Michael was saying from the beginning, we, we kind of stayed away from lawsuits and we, we kind of do now we're um, we get involved as, as plaintiffs, I guess. But the, the big thing that I learned is we write the, um, the amicus briefs that we, we submit to the court. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really understand the value of that until, um, until I saw Michael and everybody doing it and the results, because um, with the ruling, uh, I think it was in the mag, was the magazine ban or might've been both. Yeah. Um, yep. Judge Benitez actually used wording from our brief oh, that we cool. wrote in that's his cool. opinion. That's real. And, cool. um, and that's a powerful thing because something else I didn't realize was that, um, you know, these, these judges that hear these um, cases and everything, they don't know a lot about the stuff no. that they're hearing. Yes. And right. the amicus brief is a way to educate them a little bit. And, um, you know, and Michael probably knows the story with uh, Judge Benitez um, with asking, you know, to see an AR in the courtroom. And um, and that's a really powerful thing. And uh, I didn't realize that. So I, I like that we do that. Well, I, I have one more question while uh, while Mike refills his glass. Uh, and uh, um, what type of shooting do you guys like to do? Guns scare me. I actually don't. Do <laughs> You know, I, in all seriousness, so we we do a uh, we do this uh, these shooting socials where we pair people who've never shot before with with experienced uh, you know our members volunteers and they give them a first time shooting experience, just kind of a big toe in the deep end. Um, and we do these a lot. We do th at least three a month, and uh, so we've now after five six years have, have sent thousands of people through through these programs and uh, we, we do a fair amount of shooting events. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is I, you, you've probably never talked to somebody that has spent more time on a gun range without shooting a gun. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, cause I'm managing, you know, the process and, and make sure everybody goes through. But one thing uh, Joe and I do that I, I really enjoy is uh, we try to do it every month, but don't quite hit it every single month 
is I got into sporting clays. Ah, thank you. And Another shotgun guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Keith's that's game. fun. That's just fun. Yeah. I, I, I prefer trap. I actually prefer skeet these days more than trap, but uh, I, I just love busting clays. There's nothing more than I, I like prefer that. shooting shit that doesn't move. <laughs> it's, I, 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 I hate it. Yeah. That is a lot of fun. I just picked up a, um, a Browning Satori, which I have not shot yet. Oh yeah. I have a Browning too. So, hey, um, uh, synergy. So, looking forward to doing that but uh, you know i tend to shoot more handgun stuff um i shot uspsa for um for years was doing real well and then covid uh disrupted that a bit but mm-hmm. um, i tend to do more handgun shooting than uh than other stuff do you are there what type of uh other mike and joe are there anything that you wish you were better at or would like to learn no, I, I wish i'd have discovered this like 30 years ago I <laughs> yeah, baseball yeah. and everything i got started later yeah um, I don't know. I, that's a good boy. That's a good question. I think, uh, um, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I, I'm, I like, I think I just like getting better. I mean, every year I go do three or four days there that I do a, a, a handgun, you know, defensive handgun class in, in Nevada. We do that once a year. I just think I, I just want to get better at what I'm doing. That's, that's a good question. I have to think more about it, but I just want to get better at what I'm doing. I really, um, you know, the, 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 the legal side, the political side, that's where my passion is. I don't really, um, I, I really truly look at guns. They're, they're just kind of tools. I don't get all weepy eyed over, over, over a lot of guns. I, I rarely fall. I fell in love with the KSG came out or Caltech came out with their KSG and I fell in love with that. Yep. Um, but other than that, I'm a pretty basic gun guy. I mean, my I really kind of look at them like, you know, wrenches, hammers, guns, I'm really kind of the same way. Like I have fallen in love with shotguns and, and, and mostly because of this podcast, like that's really what sort of pushed me yeah. back into shooting a lot. Even, even myself. I mean, like I, you know, I was saying to somebody the other day, like as far as ammo goes, obviously we're all dealing with ammo shortages, but like I shoot nine millimeter, two, two, three slash five, five, six, you know, if I'm going to shoot shotgun, it's 12. Like I shoot the same caliber. If I have 10 pistols, they're all nine millimeter. You know what I mean? Like I'm not into this. Like I really want a 45. I really want to, you know, it's just not my thing. You're my spirit animal. (laughs) I'm the exact same way. I have a, uh, I had a a 30 out six that I got from my dad and I picked up a 300 wind mag before I got married because I knew I wouldn't be able to get a 300 wind mag after I got married. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking at, uh, you know, 300 blackout got real popular and I just, I just drew the line. I said, I am not getting another 30 caliber. (laughs) I already have two 30 caliber, you know, I'm I'm not doing it. I have others. I mean, I do have others, but I'm just saying generally, we, we shoot probably, well, I shoot 12 gauge the most. Uh, I mean, I probably shoot no lie, 5,000 rounds of 12 gauge a year. Um, and but 22, but 22, we shoot a lot of 22s a lot of 22, for sure. A lot of 22, sure. But I, and, and I do this thing, I get all wrapped up in some of the nuance. It's really annoying. I get all wrapped up. I get all, I try to contradict the whole, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very contrarian, I guess. Like my, my latest thing is, you know, look for, for home defense shotguns, everybody's all excited about a nice tight pattern with, with buckshot, you know, and they get the flight control and, you know, and, and really like when I pattern my shotgun, it doesn't start to spread until at least 10 yards. Yep. 
So if we're all excited about that, why not? Why don't we just use slugs? I was just going to say, I thought, yeah. I thought you were going to say, yeah, yeah, why don't we just, that takes care of the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's my new, that's my whole new thing. I'm asking everybody in the industry. We asked the dude from, uh, from, from, from uh, Arizona. Who was that guy, Joe? Ken Campbell. From yeah. We asked Ken Campbell and I've asked John Korea. We're having Clint Smith on the show in a few weeks. I'm going to ask him. That's my new thing. That's my new really annoying little nuance. <laughs> nerd kind That's of stuff. Good. That's funny. So, guys, where can people find you? We're, we're going to move on to some some fun games and stuff here, but where can people find you if they're looking for you? Gunownersradio.com is uh, is where the show is. You can you can listen to us on on podcast providers. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. But uh, the, the main source for all that is is gunownersradio.com. Cool. Yeah, and as always, we'll have all that in the show notes. So if anyone's looking for it, just go on down and click away. So, guys, we play a game on the show called Run and Gun, and it's a rapid-fire 10-question game where we ask you a question. We want you to give us the answer as quickly as possible. And I think we need to start asking, have you heard this game yet? Because people, some listeners, some guests are starting to hear the game ahead of time and get a little ahead. They're getting savvy. I haven't heard it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So uh, it's 10 questions. What we'll do is we'll go back and forth. And Michael, why don't we start with you? Actually, you know what? Let's let's start with Joe. Let's start with Joe. And we do time this. All right. So, Joe, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Um... My 1911, the Springfield Armory 1911. Michael, what gun would you buy if money was no object? Uh, I would buy a, uh, uh, I'd buy, uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's a good, an MP5, an HK go. MP5. Nice. Good call. Got it. Joe, if you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? Uh, Doc Holliday, I think. Okay. Michael, favorite caliber? Nine millimeter. Joe, favorite hobby not gun related? Um, let's see, kayak fishing. Michael, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, flying. Joe, all hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Uh, armed. Michael, is it better to be loved or feared? <laughs> uh,. In my business, feared. In my personal, <laughs> life, in Joe, my personal life, loved. Nice. Joe, rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Uh, pistol. Michael, you're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Um, Joe Dramisi. I knew it. I said he's going to go with his buddy. Good. Job. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the fastest. Tony Simon still uh, still has the uh, the fastest. I he think. did cheat though. He did cheat. I don't want to say cheat. Well, he didn't but... cheat, but he he prompts us to now ask this question about yes. if people have heard it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's time for Top Gear. Let us test it before you invest it. All right, so tonight on Top Gear, we're going to review some uh, some new stuff. Mine in particular, I'm going to review some clothing tonight, tactical clothing. Uh, guys, did you have an uh, an item you wanted to review tonight? Yeah, I could talk about something. Yeah? Okay, cool. All right, so I'll start and give you some time to kind of get your thoughts together. So, Keith, I'm actually going to put you on the spot here. and We okay. did not talk about this. You better not be showing me pictures of you in these in this clothing. I'm actually I, wearing a pair. Oh my God. No, no, but I'm going to put you on the spot. It's not, I don't have to judge you in this clothing. You do not. Do you don't I, have to okay. look at my ass. All right, thank you. You do not have to look at my ass. I was getting worried. All right. So 
we've done a lot of stuff on carrying knives, carrying a flashlight, the advantages. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, and say that you have not necessarily, no judgment, but you have not picked up the mantle and started carrying a lot of gear on you. No, no, definitely not. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, so yeah. No, again, no, no judgment. But I want to go also go out and say part of the reason, because I've not been as good as I should at all times, is because I think it's hard to do that. It's hard, you know, you, I don't want the cargo well, pockets. Well, I don't want to be my dad. My, yes. I mean, I love my dad to death, but he literally carries an adjustable wrench, a flathead screwdriver, every receipt that he's ever gotten since 1973. <laughs> I, just, I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, he has four pens yep. in his pocket. I'm with you. Listen, I want to have that stuff because I think it's great to be prepared. But like, how do you do it and still look like a young, cool kind of guy dresses decent, right? It's hard. So anyway. I mean, I'm a big guy. I can hide some stuff. Listen, but, you know, I got the answer here. So I picked up a pair of jeans from uh, LA Police Gear is the company is the company. Out there. Are you allowed to buy that? You're not a police officer. I think I'm allowed. Okay. Okay. So, so this is the LAPG Terrain Flex slim fit jeans they do make a straight fit as well they're they were on sale for 39.99 they're regularly 69.99 although i've never seen them not be on sale pants half off yeah what's better than pants half off ask my wife (laughs) (laughs) um so all right let me go over the pros on these things so first off they have nine pockets so they have the two front pockets you're used to two back pockets you're used to they do not have that coin pocket uh, Instead, here I actually brought a pair for you to look at. Oh, okay. They have two these pockets. These are not on Michael. These uh, are not. I'm able to hold these with that. Did they, you wash these? They're clean. Okay. They, you didn't jujitsu in these. <laughs> so they have two pockets that are above the front pocket you're used to. Okay. Yeah. And what they do, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna stand up here. One is like, is one, one doesn't open all the way. So look, you look, a, Keith. I'm where I have a pocket knife here. Yeah, what it does is it keeps the knife, the clip higher than your t-shirt so your t-shirt actually uh-huh. covers it and they're wide enough Do you, does your hand catch the clip no okay not at all so these little accessory pockets there's one on each side mm-hmm. i keep a knife on my right side i keep a, my small flashlight on the left side you don't even see them you don't even know you're carrying them and they're big enough where like i can actually keep like a pocket knife and like, let's say a multi, like a Leatherman, like your dad wants mm-hmm. to carry a wrench. You could keep both he in this little- He carries an actual wrench, not a Leatherman. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you could keep both of them in like this, on my right side, one of each, and you, you could have them, right? And then- those little cheap pockets on the back here, I see yes, too. Yes, they have what they're called yoke pockets. So yoke. this is, they're right to the left and the right of the back pocket. Of your cheeks. Of your cheeks. And they're the size of an AR mag. So you could actually oh, put are. an yeah. AR mag in there, but I don't walk around with AR mags. Um, I use that, f- you are allowed to do that in the SAFE Act in New York. There's no exemption for carrying extra magazines in New York for SAFE Act. I use it for my cell phone. So oh, when my cell okay. phone is in these yoke pockets, I can sit and I am not sitting on my phone. Okay. Okay. There's another one. Obviously, you could put whatever you want in there. You want to put a spare magazine or whatever you want. There's, it, it's there. Um, so it has those. They're great. It is a gusseted crotch. Which, <laughs> I love that phrase. Duluth and, Trading was the first place I ever heard that. I love that. It is, uh, it is great. They're very comfortable. Honestly, the most comfortable jeans I've ever owned. Put them on the, the, the day I bought them. Put them on. They were incredibly comfortable. They have a slight stretch. There's no like elastic to them, but it's a little bit of like a spandex. For, the, they, for that little when you overeat. That... Or you want to carry in the waistband. It gives uh-huh. you a place to kind of give a little bit of movement for that for that holster, right? Um, I thought the price was great. I mean, 40 bucks yeah, 40 for bucks jeans. 40 bucks for a pair of jeans. I mean, they're, they're, they've been durable so far. They feel durable. Very. They're very, very 
very comfortable. You know, very, I don't love this color. Like, you know, ah, there you go. Three washes. They have three types. Okay. So they have the oh, ones. I, I thought you were going to tell me you've washed them three times. No. So they have this color, like a light, like okay, a that's lighter. Not, that's not so bad. They have a very dark, like a super Which dark. Which is like this one. And I then have. they have like an, in, this might be the in-between, but they have three uh. different colors. They come in straight leg if you want them. They also make like dress pants, like khakis. Oh. Which I'm actually think I'm going to pick up a few um, and, and try those And out. they're the same price, 40 bucks? I think they're actually like 25 bucks right now. Oh. Yeah. Do they um, have uh, big man sizes? You're not that big anymore. I, I have lost 100 pounds, but I'm still... Uh, yeah. still uh, one your your waist size that I was just holding here felt like it looked fit on one of my legs, but yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> all right. So two more things that I got over that I love about. Do you, do you not know what size they go up to? Seriously, I really don't know. Okay, I have to go check it. We out. could look it up. Um, they have subtle, very subtle branding. Okay, so if you look, they have like a little. It's like a little crosshair. It looks almost like a scope crosshair, but it's not. It's it's a little more like stylistic looking. And the patch with their logo, it just says LAPG, which I don't think anyone would pick up on it and the patches are black so they don't really like stand out so i thought that was really good i hate like the 511 stuff it's always like you know it's in your face they, they go almost fat man size um right. they they definitely go on for some some poundage but not not uh, maybe in another couple months i'll be able to get in all right so there's a little bonus one you know of my favorite part of these things what's that when you zip the fly down it says inside there looking. it says pew pew i was just looking at it I, there was a picture that popped up i don't know why i just think it's so picture. funny that right where your crotch is it says pew pew it's so funny yeah like a so little kid the only things i don't like about it is and you're gonna laugh at me for this one of course i am they're not a true slim they're not like skinny <laughs> jeans <laughs> and I'm, i like skinny jeans but they they they're a great fit. I mean, they really are. But they're not going to give you that like tapered, especially like the dress pants. You like skinny be jeans tapered. because your wife said you look good in skinny jeans once, I and just, now you. I just I don't know, man. I just like skinny jeans. I like I Mike like Joe. You guys don't like skinny jeans, do you? All my jeans are uh, skinny. They fit like skinny jeans, but that's more has to do with how big I am, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, I don't like skinny jeans. Who like, does? Mike does. I, would, I, I do. I like small enough to wear them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a skinny I'm guy. Jealous. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants a skinny guy that dresses all bulky and bad. Well, they are very cool. I mean, unfortunately, I'm I'm not down to. Uh, I've not lost enough weight to uh, to get into these yet. So, Keith, I'm I didn't close. tell you about this. You're close though. Let's tell you this. So the back belt loop is a little bigger. <clears throat> yeah. And it has a pocket. And oh, the pocket, I didn't see that. look in the top right there. The pocket is designed for um, escape and evasion. It's designed to put like a handcuff key. I guess you could put like maybe some spare money in there, but just to kind of hide something that you wouldn't you want wouldn't to put. You wouldn't want to put like a razor blade or something. You should poke yourself in the ass. Yeah. Well, this is the problem I have with them. It's a great idea. I wouldn't use it, but it's a great idea. But it's open. There's no Velcro. So like yeah, a yeah, handcuff yeah. key would just fly out of that thing. So LAPG, put some Velcro in there. Close that bad boy up. And then you'll have yeah, yourself. Yeah, but you know, you got to be able to get in it pretty easy. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like it, it's something would fly out of there. Pretty. Would you put 100 bucks in there? I wouldn't. Uh, I, I'd have to see him on. Yeah. Maybe with the belt. The belt holds the it belt in. The belt holds it in. Well, let's see. Does the belt hold it? No, no it doesn't, right? Then. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like them. I think if you... We got to get you down a size, but we'll get you in yeah. a pair. Two, and two more inches. You would start carrying a flashlight, a knife, and then you can be tactical and okay. tactical. Tactical. Like me. 
All right. Sounds good. All right. Anyway, I do like them. Go get them. Check them out. Best jeans I've ever owned. Guys, you're up. I didn't know you guys were Duluth trading uh, guys here. I talked about my buck naked underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I They opened a store about uh, 40 minutes, an hour from where we, we live. And uh, I used to only be able to shop online because there was no no none of them near me. But man, it's awesome to have one close. I, lo- I do really like that store. I'll bet. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, you guys mentioned that uh, we would do a gear review kind of thing. So um, I just want to, I'll talk about real quickly the um, something I actually reviewed on our show um, a month or two ago. But it's a, a Black Arch um, inside the waistband holster. And um, kind of the story, the reason I wanted to talk about it is, you know, I, like everybody else, I, I carry every day. And like everybody else, I've evolved through, you know, to where I have a whole box full of holsters now. <laughs> yeah. that I don't use anymore. Me too. And, um, you know, I've gotten to the point where I like leather holsters and I like outside the waistband holsters. And I just throw a cover shirt over that. And um, my normal holster is a right Leatherworks uh, Predator holster. And um, I, fr- I saw this black arch somewhere. I may have seen John Correa talk about it. Um, but I asked Rich, I said, hey, can you get me one of those? I want to review it. So he got me one. And, um, you know, I tried it out. I wanted to do the review, but like I said, I'm not, I've gotten away from the inside the waistband holsters and I tried this thing out and it's fantastic. And, um, I actually now, cause I live about, um, I'm about maybe 20, 25 miles inland from the ocean. So it gets hot here this time of year, you know, hundred degrees is pretty typical. And, um, you know, it's nice to be able to just throw on a t-shirt with this thing. And, um, you know, it's a hybrid holster. It's got a solid, uh, you know, kind of a Kydex holster part for the uh, gun. It's got a leather backing of, uh, you know, fine Corinthian leather. <laughs> but what's, what's really nice about it is um, it's got this, they call it dry matrix, uh, a breathable backer on it. And it is, it's like unbelievably comfortable. It, uh, it's got metal clips, which, uh, you know, hang on there. They're nice and solid on the belt. And um, it conceals really well, and it um, you know locks the handgun in pretty um, pretty nicely. I can't think of anything bad about it. And uh, like I said, I was really surprised when I you know when I tried it out because I've gotten away from the inside the waistband holsters. And this is great. This has become my everyday um, carry holster pretty much for the summer. Um, once it starts to cool off again, probably in November, or so I'll switch back to the uh, the outside the waistband because it's easier to throw a cover shirt on. But um, this is my summertime holster. The thing is great, and it's uh, it's ninety eight bucks, I think. So a little bit pricey, but it's worth every penny, I think. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I literally just got one of their holsters in, not the same one, but um, literally like a day ago. Um, so it's interesting to hear about a different one. I looked at those. Um, where do you, if you don't mind me asking, where do you carry? Like, are you appendix three o'clock? What's your carry? Um, probably right around three o'clock. Uh, maybe a little bit forward of that with this holster. Okay. Yeah, and that leather is like nice and thick because those hybrids always make me a little nervous because of the leather, like maybe deforming and stuff. But if it's well, thick, and I, I've got a bunch. I've got crossbreed holsters. I've got clinger holsters. Sure. I've got you know the leather back holsters. This one, I think the um, the big difference is this um, this dry matrix breathable stuff on the back because that's what's up against your your body. Yeah, it's comfortable. And uh, you know, there's a um, there's a little tab up there that keeps the gun off of your body, but um, that's important. But yeah, I think that what's mainly riding on you is this dry matrix breathable backer. And it's just, um, it's just fantastic. I can't believe how comfortable this thing is. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. 
Well, I think it's time for the boys to sit around and shoot the shit. All right, so tonight on Shooting the Shit, we are going to discuss the good and the bad of family vacation. And Keith, why are we doing this? Uh, well, we uh, I just got back from a little vacation, and uh, <laughs> I need t- a vacation from my vacation. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> so we were on vacation the same, pretty much the same pretty week. Pretty much the same two weeks. Just yeah. so happened to be that way. Um, what about you guys? Have you guys gotten away this summer? Just got back yesterday. There we, look oh, at this. There it is. Oh, yeah, man, perfect timing. Couldn't have asked for a better question. Better timing, right? So, my 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 thing for wanting to talk about this is that, you know, you 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 go, you know, we went to a uh, we went to Disney, and uh, it was just, <laughs> I my first time bringing my kids to Disney, and I love those little monsters, but they are absolutely monsters, <laughs> and it's just. I think we walked over 30 something miles, which oh was, I came back from Disney later than I went, which is awesome because yeah. I'm on this weight loss journey. But um, it really is exhausting to do a vacation yeah. like that. And and it's just not my personally, you know, my wife will kill me for saying it. it's just personally not my idea of a vacation. Well, you know, what it is? you actually said it. You literally, the, I have it written on paper right here. But like one of my like sort of cons of the vacation or the negatives is like, it's, it's exhausting. Like you yeah. definitely need a vacation from your vacation. You get home, you're like, I just need another break from this. Yeah. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, but like you, you mentioned the monsters. My kids are no different, you know? But like how happy your kids are though, oh, it, that's the pro, right? Like, it, I mean, seeing my, them To smile. watch them go on Space Mountain for the first time. Oh, that's cool. You know, and, and like all of those things were awesome. I even caved. I bought them like a way more expensive lightsaber than I should have, like a real <laughs> legitimate lightsaber from, you know? That's cool. And uh, I just, he looked, I felt so bad for him. He just, it was late at night. It was our last night and he just wanted a lightsaber uh, and they were nowhere. And yeah. we were just like, we were trying to get jammed the last few rides in and we just came to this one place and they only, they had the cool expensive lightsabers. I was like, all right, fine. I'll get you this lightsaber. Yeah. What about you guys? What's the, what's the ups and downs here? What do you, what do you got for us? Well, well, I actually just came back. My uh, my summer vacation wasn't exactly a family vacation. When I went to a little bachelor party in in Utah, nice. God, I haven't had which, which was well, it's kind of funny though because I you know, I was like, hey, bachelor party. Wait, Utah? Who goes to Utah <laughs> to go to a bachelor party? Not exactly the bachelor party capital. But we're all old now. Did you so. go visit? The, did you go visit the uh, the the home of the guy who fortified that bulldozer and ran oh. through that small town? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I know what you're that, talking. That about, was Utah, though. right? Was I think the, it was I Utah. Think it was Utah. Yeah, no, that I wish. Where were you when we were planning? That would have been a great little field trip. <laughs> no, we went to uh, we went to Park City. We went to a uh, a distillery. Um, High West makes makes a couple different kinds of of whiskeys, and that was that was outstanding. But uh, I think the the ups and the down. You know, it's just you, I'm starting to get old. I'm 45 years old now. Uh, as a group of friends I've known since I was, you know, for, I don't know, 25 years. And uh, I don't know, things change. You know what I mean? Like suddenly, uh, you know, cramming into an apartment, you know, five, six guys and, you know, and, and sleeping on a couch. That's not cool anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know I, 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 mean? I can relate to like, that. Like have a nice big dinner, have a few drinks and then in bed by 10. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. <laughs> There's a point in time where that's, that's what, that's what it sounds. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> 
know. It does, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny is one of my favorite parts of vacation is like there's no house responsibility. I'm like, I don't have to worry about a lawn. I don't have to worry about, I mean, you know, I had to deal with it when I got back. But in the moment, I'm like, shit, I have nothing, nothing no responsibility. Yeah. Zero. Just don't lose a kid. That was my only. I, I find it very weird not to drive. Like, I like to drive. I enjoy it. So, yeah. like, when I don't drive for like four or five days, I'm like, where? where? I went, I snuck out. I went on a couple little missions. I, okay. had, I had to just get out, you know. What about you, Joe? You just say you just got back. Yeah, I just, well, my kids are grown, but I, I've done the Disneyland thing and I've got a, an attic full of stuffed Disney animals <laughs> yeah. that um, I don't think my daughter cares about, but I can't throw out. Yeah. yeah. Keith but, Lightsaber um, will be up in his attic soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, what I did, uh, being older, I took my own vacation. So I, I drove out to Tombstone, uh, Arizona. Okay. And um, had some pizza. One. Well, I had a couple of reasons, actually. <laughs> um, growing up in Jersey, I, what I really miss from New Jersey are the thunderstorms. Because yeah. we just don't get thunderstorms. I love them. And um, since it's their monsoon season, I figured, let me drive out. And it's been about 15 years since I've been to Tombstone. So I like all the old Western stuff. I like Tombstone. And I like thunderstorms. So I drove out, got to see some outstanding thunderstorms. And um, got to, um, I was sitting in the Oriental Saloon at a bar that was, was from the 1800s. Cause all that, that stuff burned down and they burnt, they built it all back up again, but everything's from the 1800s in there. And, um, I discovered, uh, doc holidays preferred whiskey was something called old overhaul. Mm -hmm. It's a rye whiskey, which I hadn't tried before. So I'm, I'm sitting in the, um, the Oriental saloon, uh, at a bar from the 1880s drinking doc holidays whiskey. And then down at the end of the bar, they had a TV with tombstone running on there so uh doesn't really get any better than that for old guys well i think you know i don't want to rush my life joe but when i can go on vacations by myself that sounds wonderful like <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah, type you'll of, get there that's the type of vacation <laughs> that i that i think i i would like to do yeah we did all the disney trips we did the ski trips did all that stuff <laughs> i don't want uh, i don't want the listeners to think that uh you know i get to go on vacation to disneyland it's not like a good time i had a great time. oh yeah like, no really time. that's not the point of this, this yeah, segment yeah. at all i mean listen here's the deal i i, I kind of made like a little pros and cons list you know and i was like like the food i love i love going on vacation. i eat whatever oh, yeah, i want I, like we yeah. got to eat some crazy food there was it's like a great, food and you know? wine festival but like my my wife the kids wanted to go to the beach because you know, we went to like Jersey mm -hmm. and it was the, you know, the ocean, whatever. It's great. It was a great opportunity. The house we stayed in was sick, but like I hate the beach. I love a pool, but like the beach. I'm like I come back. I got sand, sand everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm like nobody understands this pain but me, you know. <laughs> but the kids love it, so it's like it goes back to that. Like the kids got a smile on their face. They're so happy. So I just sit there miserable in the sand, but I have a smile because I'm happy. Yeah. You know the the beach. I, I'm with you on the beach, but you know I, I figured out what happened when I was a kid. <laughs> Going to the beach was you just ride your bike. I grew up in Florida and Hawaii. You just ride down there and take your shirt off and you're in the water. It's not a big deal. Now the beach is like you got Yeah, there's like equipment involved, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you have to yeah. like, I think you have to hire a Sherpa and they have to <laughs> yeah. carry it all. It's like, gosh, what happened here? Yeah, well, that's the joke I always tell that my wife and the kids romp off and have fun and I'm the Sherpa. That's that's the joke, you know, and, and then like I sit on the beach and like I've learned that the Think only about having to drag all this shit out. The only way the only way I can deal with the beach is this. I just sit there and just let the sand be everywhere. And I'm like, I'll just shower later. Like, yeah. I, you just accept acceptance. Yes. Acceptance, you know, and, and that is a big that's. That's being an adult, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. We're taking a turn down a weird. Yeah. Place, no. Listen, but, I, 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 we'll, we'll kill it here. But like, I just, I, you know, I, we all go on vacation. 
and you know it, it, there's a lot of great parts of vacation but everyone you know has what? those I, I think the moral of the story is if we were more retired and on vacation all the time oh, we'd be fine exactly <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I want to thank Michael and Joe for coming on the show and talking to us about all their efforts in supporting the Second Amendment. And just, you know, it's nice to kind of commiserate with someone on the other side of the country that's dealing with the same issues that we are. So, you know, guys, thank you so much for being uh, being a part of this wacky ride that we're on right now. And, uh, you know, hope you guys had fun. I loved it. It was awesome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this was great. Yeah, of course. Of course. You guys are welcome back anytime. And to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media, so be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep the conversation going.